The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You still quarantined because of coronavirus? Well, guess what? You fucking should be. Stay in your house. Until they tell you to go out, just stay there. Go to the supermarket, walk your dog, but then go back home and don't touch you, touch anyone or talk to them or anything at all. But you've got to fill the day. So here I am to talk a little something Yankees. So I'm joined today by Matt. Um, Matt reached out, said he wanted to talk some Yankees. So... Uh, you know, if we're going to have something Yankees to talk about, what better way than to just dive in and uh, introduce Matt. Matt, how's it going? I'm good, JJ. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. So you are quarantined yeah. in uh, this New York 6th borough, Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah the north side. i um, been quarantined. Up there know. by Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah. I live on... I live on the north side. He lived like a couple blocks away. Nice. Yeah, so I don't think he moved recently. I don't think he lives there anymore. Yeah, but, probably we're tired. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Um, yeah. Cool. You've been quarantined? I have been, yeah. I work remotely, so it's like I work for a German video game developer. Um, so I work remotely for the most part. Uh, so it's not a whole lot different. Um, but it is weird not being able to like – Ride your bike, you know what I mean, and just do normal stuff like just. Yeah, Yo, you I, just look at people different. Yeah, like, just paranoid. Yeah. When you go to like the supermarket, like, I feel like yeah. Rick Grimes. Like, yeah. Just, it's just like Walking I, Dead. Like I'm ready to kick yeah. an old lady in the face. Yeah. It's like, do I have it? Do they have it? Like, am I gonna get it? Do I have it? I don't know about it. It's just you kind yeah. of drive yourself crazy. It's just. Um, and you, you worry about getting other people sick. Yeah, I know, and it's just do. like we have a ten o'clock curfew here. So I like ru- I go for a run around nine just to avoid people, and yeah. it's, it's still very eerie. Just like looking across the river, like not seeing cars, and it's just um, it's very strange. Um, it's a different reality for sure. Plus, if you go out at the end of the night, then you've got the curfew. Then you're like you're in a race against something. You can pretend you're yeah, getting chased home. Yeah, you're running home from the virus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's cool. So you yeah. reached out. Because uh, you mm-hmm. listen to George's Box. Thank you very much. I Greatly do. appreciate that. Big, big um, time fan. And if you don't listen to George's Box and you just heard about it, new episodes every Wednesday. Check it out. Um, it's me and my co-host, uh, Nick Kirby. Uh, we have a silly goose time. But 
what we're doing is these like 15, 20 minute, you know, kind of daily ish things of, uh, you know, just something Yankees to talk about. Let's get a conversation going. And Matt reached out. He wanted to talk about a couple what ifs. Yeah. Normally, I'm not a what if guy. Normally, yeah. you're like, oh, well, what if? And I'm just like, I've, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> but uh, she doesn't. So let's just deal with like winning this World Series. But right now, there's no World Series to win. So, yeah. So I'm down to entertain these and talk them out. Um, sure. I, I don't really know what they are. You mentioned like quickly, but like where yeah. do you want to start? Yeah. So I am. We're pretty much the same age. And yeah, how I, old are you? I'm 34. Okay. Um. So I've been Yankee fan my entire life, and you know I've read, been reading Bob Clappish and Joel Sherman. You know the beat reporters. You know since high school. Um. Where yeah. Like, uh, I'm from uh, Bergen County. Okay. North Jersey. Yeah. I think the last guy I had on yesterday was from Bergen County. I'm recording these yeah. back to back, but I'm a little yeah. high. I'm a little high, so I don't really remember what he said. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to smoke till uh, you know sun goes down. I'm trying to keep a normal Very routine. Very responsible. <laughs> this is my garbage week. I ate half yeah. an ice cream cake last night. Like I'm recording yeah, this on I Saturday. Know. Yeah, just real yeah. piece of shit this week. Yeah. No, Monday diet starts Monday. Yeah, and I was playing Doom till like five o'clock in the morning last night, and I'm just there's no concept of time anymore, and it's just yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess the first one I remember being oh, like I wonder what life would have been like then was Carlos Beltran because I remember reading that he offered the Yankees a discount because he did not want to go to the Mets. Um, I, I don't think it was like a huge discount, but he came to the Yankees and said like I'll. This is what the Mets are offering. I'll come cheaper. That yeah, was like, like I just, I'd rather be here than there. Yeah. And um, I think it was, I don't know what year it was. I'm guessing it was 02, 03, somewhere around then. But I'm guessing there were, Bernie was still on the team. so They, they said it was had, about like a $19 million discount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, total impact player, you know, five-tool superstar. Yeah. Um, so I think, I guess they were still locked up with Bernie and they probably had Sheffield and maybe A-Rod and Giambi. So I'm guessing it was just a financial thing, but that was like one of those that just like, what would life have been like for those six, seven years if he was manning center field? Huh. So, I mean, I, I think he gets a World Series. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. w- you know, without having to be a cheating scumbag. Yeah. But... Oh. Yeah, but it was, you know, it, it was the en- the end of Bernie, but, like, not quite the end of yeah. Bernie. Yeah, I think he had, like, a year or two left. Yeah, but, like, I mean, w- what are we talking about here? 2005. Okay. So, so it's, like, it was the last year of his contract in 2005. Yeah. And you weren't quite going to, to bench him yet. Yeah. Um, they, but they let it be known, like, in August. That yeah, they weren't going to pick up his fifteen million dollar option. Yeah. yeah, and that's like, I mean, looking back, like that's so early to announce. Like, yo, by the yeah. way, see ya, you're gone. <laughs> he had a similar exit to Posada, very acrimonious. Like for a Yankee legend, like I remember they both had kind of bad breakups. Well, Bernie team. kept wanting to play. Yeah, Bernie wanted to play, and you know he did a little bit of the like I could get more money like somewhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And you know Cashman doesn't give a shit. No, he told he said to Jeter like, "Go do whatever you got to do." 
He's ruthless. Yeah. So, and you know, he came back, ended up playing more in 2006 than we expected. And then, um, he even tried to come back in like 2008, like playing in Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know, and he was, you know, going to play for the world baseball classic. So Mm. from a financial standpoint though, like he was making, um, a significant amount of money because he had a $15 million option. So Mm. to add another, if, Beltron signed for 119 over seven years. If he offered seven years at um, at 100, it's kind of weird that they didn't pick yeah, that up. I know. Now that I'm talking through it, it's easy money. Yeah, and he was—I don't know how old he was, but I'm sure he was 26, 27, something like that. Prime. And then and like off that Astros thing, like we were just hitting home runs every game in the playoffs, and and without Beltron. We and if we got Beltron, then we never go out and get Damon. No, no Bubba Crosby, or maybe he's just a fifth outfielder. Yeah, huh? huh. Brett Gardner, I don't know what happens to him. Yeah, I mean, it definitely impacts Gardner. Wow, yeah. those are kind of, hmm. Yeah. I didn't know how this was gonna go. Yeah, that's a weird what if. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's easy in hindsight, but. It's like one that they probably should should have pulled the trigger on. I mean, yeah, does Gardner get any kind of shot at all? Um, does Beltron move to a corner outfield position? You know, do we keep, you know, does Beltron play out even that seven years? Like, he didn't play it out yeah. with the Mets. But they obviously, you know, they're trying to cut, you know, cut money all the time because Beltron has, you know, he stayed productive. Yeah, because we're talking about 2005, and he uh, he played for so long. Yeah, huh? Was so 18, right, or 17? Yeah, 17. He cheated yeah. for a World yeah. Series. <laughs> yeah, huh? No Granderson then, no Bobby Abreu. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe they were still on the team. Maybe Abreu was on the team. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, the whole outfield would have been different. Huh? Well. If you're listening to this, tweet at at George's Box Pod, um, and we'll probably have a tweet asking like, "What do you think happens if we sign Beltron in '05 for seven yeah. years, one hundred million dollars?" There's probably something we're missing because like you could probably do a, a whole podcast like hour on each one of these if you like really flush it out. But yeah. like, I'm not doing that. No, I'm just here to get your conversation started, so you have something Yankees to talk about. Yeah. Our- all right. Do you have anything else on that one? Uh, I have a, I have some pitchers. Nothing on Beltron. I think that's all we could do on Beltron. Okay. But for pitchers, I think this is the same year. So, like you, I'm sure the 04 meltdown is you know one of your biggest heartbreaks. It's the worst my, thing that's happened yeah. in my life, and I don't yeah. have any living grandparents, and my best friend is dead. So, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. It's um, so bad. I've yeah. said before – it was my first time I had just gone to Drexel um, mm-hmm. and I had Red Sox fans uh, in the dorm next door, like in the mm-hmm. room next door to me. Had yeah. never even met one in real life. Didn't even know they existed. Thought it was just in movies yeah, and on TV. Yeah. So I was at Fordham. That was my freshman year, 04. And a lot of Boston people go to Fordham. It's like a big Northeast school. Um, yeah, that's when it happened for me. So... I, this was the year they kind of did not go after Andy Pettit as hard as they should have. 
That's that's when he went to the Astros in 04, I believe, right? Um, I believe so. So 03 was his last year. That was yeah, when... yeah. So there's a kind of two-parter. So, like, what if they give Andy respect and offer he deserves, and they're also were in the market for Schilling? So it's like, what is life like if they sign one or two of those guys? Like, is that another title? And all four. Yeah, I mean, so if you kind of look at the, so you kind of treat it in like two parts. Mm. So mm-hmm. if they get Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. and we win a World Series at any point, I am forced to defend that piece of shit, Kurt. Schilling. Yeah, I hate him. He actually blocked me on Twitter. Oh, I blocked by him too. <laughs> Welcome. I'm surprised I don't see you at the meetings of just good club. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fucking sweet club. Um, If we get him, yeah, I mean, I just don't ever want Kurt Schilling. I just that sucks. That's I just think he's he uh, he's the worst horrible person. Yeah. Um, but then we don't have to face Kurt Schilling. Yeah. So it's kind of weird because if we had like if we had Pettit, um. We're not dealing with like we still had El Duque that year. Um, we had Musina. We had John Lieber out there winning games. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, um, I think John Lieber won twenty games one year. I don't know. That yeah, he did for I was the Yankees, but I was at one of the playoff games. I think when he pitched, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's just solid, like dependable, and he's got one of those like pitcher names. Just John, sounds like a pitcher. Yeah, John Lieber's a good pitcher. Yeah, he's not. John Lieber doesn't hit thirty home runs. No. Um, and you know, obviously, we had Moose. So it's like yep. from a rotation standpoint, like we we weren't that bad. I mean, Javier Vasquez is getting. You know, he stinks. Um, yeah. So if you plug like a Pettit in there, you don't even know how that like impacts the rest of the season. Um, but so like if you put Schilling in one of those spots and we don't have to face him, like, yeah, then we win. Um, yeah. but also at the same time, uh, if you put Pettit in there, a good chance we win because between, you know, it, it's kind of weird that El Duque starts game four and, you know, he's not involved in the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just like, he was so good in yeah. the playoffs. So you put, you give me El Duque and Pettit in a rotation, like that's three wins right there in a series. Yeah, so then you just need Musina. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know that. Um, I, I think Kurt Schilling is the bigger difference there. Yeah, for sure. If you may, if you get Kurt Schilling on the New York Yankees, uh, in 2004, he eventually bankrupts Rhode Island and we have to defend it. But yeah, yeah, we win that. And we win that. You know, we win the World yeah. Series. And the Red Sox. Where are the Red Sox now? You know what I mean? Like it's just. Yeah, so, I mean, so that's a thing that I talk about all the time, mm. and I'd be curious what people think. But like, if the Red Sox don't win a World Series in two thousand four, like, do the other ones come? Because like they had been close so many times, and I think like you get over that hump of winning a World Series. There's obviously an influx of revenue. Because yeah. fans and merchandise and all this stuff. And um, 
and a pressure to continue to go that you know every team feels besides the Marlins when you know you win a World Series. So do they get there? I think they still probably eventually get one because they're in a major like Northeast yeah. city. Not really major. It's more of a, a big town, but yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know what happens from that. Yeah. I think the interesting one though is Pettit. If you just have Pettit on that team, like just stabilizing. He's just yeah. like a calming force. Yeah, like you go, oh hey, we lost game four. We yeah. lost game five. We could lose game six, and then you throw Pettit in game seven and you still feel yeah. fine. It's just steady. Whereas like once it got to game seven, we were like, Yeah, I think we all knew this isn't yeah. gonna be uh this isn't gonna be great. This isn't a great situation for us. It's gonna be a disaster. Fucking Kevin Brown. Yeah. Um the next one I'm thinking I skip forward to two thousand ten. So we're in the off season and I think it's two thousand ten. Two thousand ten or eleven, but I'm following like you, I'm sure, John Heyman on Twitter, it's winter meetings, and he basically says Cliff Lee's a done deal. I think he says the tweet or like the hashtag is like two aces. So we have CC and Cliff Lee, and falls through and he goes to the Rangers. And I think they offered whatever they offered. It was like a super competitive offer, whatever Cashman offered, but like they went all in. And it's just like we get Cliff Lee. We're probably winning in 2010, too. Who knows how many more? Well, it's like in 2010, we were looking to to trade for him. Yeah. Cause we, yeah, because we were going to send Jesus Montero, mm-hmm. David Adams, and Zach McAllister. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's just about done. Yeah. I mean, if you if you think about – where the Yankees went from like in 2009, just in terms of going out there and, uh, and just spending like 2009, we bought the world series, but that's fine. Everyone pays their players. No one's showing up and, and, uh, you know, playing for free. Um, but the, and they also, I, you know what it was? The Mariners wanted Ivan Nova. Okay. Or um, and or Nunez. They wanted Eduardo Nunez. Yeah. As a possible future starting shortstop. Yeah. And so when you look back, you're like, shit. Yeah. Shit. We fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was nothing. We didn't miss out on anything there. No. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think at that, that was a point when we were still all in, um, you know, the. Steinbrenner like ownership was was changing mm-hmm. in terms of um who was in charge, who was calling the shots because it did go from it went from like George to like kind of Hank to like Hal. George didn't die till 2010. It was like once George died, Hank was out of the way yeah. for Hal to start doing it and running it more like a business. Um so there would have been probably another like a little bit more um, you know, spending yeah. uh, that went on because it's like if you're right there, if you get that second one, you gotta go for the third. Yeah, yeah. You just I, I read. Uh, I don't know if you read the Mission Twenty Seven, and to be honest, it's kind of bland. Like it's not very it's kind of surface level. Not really. Not a lot of meat there. But there was just a lot of expectations after 09 and just 
not much after that. I mean, they went to the LCS a couple times, but still, like they didn't, uh, they didn't cash in. You'd think after '09, you, I'm sure they were thinking like this is the start of like a new dynasty, and it wasn't. And um, I think Cliff Lee, like I think they lost the Rangers in ten, right? Like he just ate, he just destroyed the Cliff Lee just destroyed them in the playoffs, and um, I mean yeah. Cliff Lee was just always a nightmare for us. Yeah, say. yeah. You know, and it was you know we we tr- we were trying to get him, trying to get him. Yeah, and you know it really could have. For a lot of people, he's like the the white whale that got away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So I know there there are so many more of these we could do, but we don't want to have mm-hmm. these go too long. So there's just one other okay. thing that I wanted to talk about because you had mentioned sure. in your thing, mm-hmm. you were at the Mister November game. I was. Um, so I was a sophomore in high school. Um, you know, it's a very, uh, it's a crazy time, kind of like now. And my dad, uh, through a friend, got great seats. And I don't really, rem- to be honest, I don't really remember too much about it. Um, but we were probably 10 or so rows from the field. And um, John Travolta uh, sat in front of me. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and um, he, uh, I remember he left before the comeback, and um, he did go on Letterman the next day, and he mispronounced Jeter's name. He called him Jitter. Um, so I do remember that. Um, but yeah, I just remember them hosting the flag, like the burnt flag from uh, the World Trade Center. It was, just, it was an emotional time, and um, it was the old stadium. Um, did you so talk just, to uh John yeah I, I did briefly i remember i said like i really liked you in swordfish and face off and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i hadn't i hadn't seen pulp fiction at the time i didn't see pulp fiction until college that's um, awesome <laughs> i was yeah. in i went to lake como this summer okay. mm-hmm. and i was staying in the same town that george clooney lives in yeah, he's got a big house there, right? Yeah, I rented an Airbnb yeah. that was like a stone's throw away. Like I could, I awesome. woke, I went on the balcony, yeah. looking in his yard mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that on purpose. I just like picked it up. Yeah. I was like, you, do you know what you did here? I was like, no. Yeah. So I had this whole plan that we were going to run into him, um, and we <laughs> went on the Fourth of July to this restaurant that he goes to a lot. Like I got mm-hmm. some, I got tipped off, and the hope was like maybe he'll be there. So we went. He was not there. Yeah. Um. And we had to walk past his house coming back, and he was actually yeah. in the yard, and we heard him talking. So that was kind of cool. But my wow. whole plan was to go up to his was if he was there was to mm. go up to his table, and instead mm. of saying anything to him, just going to his wife and say, "Excuse me, I just want to thank you for all you're doing for the world and all the fighting you're doing." Um, yeah. Because my wife was probably going to say, "Like we're bringing a daughter into the world, and you're a great role model." <laughs> Um, yeah. And then I was going to turn and say to yeah. George Clooney, and I loved you as Booker on Roseanne. <laughs> so kind of the same thing. Just like you've done yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Booker. I know. I have a – I'm a big Green Day fan, and I uh, I was out to dinner once in like the West Village several years ago, um, and Billy Joe from Green Day was out with his wife and another couple, and I was out with my company for a company dinner. And you just can't like interrupt someone's dinner, but there was one moment I did not take the opportunity to do. Like we had taken a group picture with like a company and the client we were with, 
and I could have asked Billy Joe to take the picture, and then I could have just said, "What's up?" Then, like, because no, who's gonna, he's gonna think like you go up to him, he's like, "Oh, you gonna want a picture?" But like, no, you're gonna ask him to take our picture. Yeah. Like, the company, and then I could have had like a quick said, "What's up?" And yeah, I just treat him as like a normal person. person. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like now that. I just yeah I still regret that one to this day. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, that's been like a joke on yeah. like sitcoms. So when like someone's kind of famous, like, "Hey, do you mind? Uh, do you mind a picture?" And they're just like they go to pose, but they're actually yeah. handing you the thing. Yeah. Probably happens on like This Is Us or like yeah, something like sure that. It does. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the uh, the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I hope we get to see some games this year. Yeah, I mean, I think we're. Uh, I, th- I think we're going to. I think yeah. we're going to. If we all just kind of band together. And stay home. Don't go out and don't touch anyone. Don't get close to anyone. Yeah. But um, what's yep. your like best guesstimate for like a season to start? I think I'm thinking like June. Okay. Or like not nah, like mid May. I think we could get mid May. We gotta see. We're getting more test results. We gotta see how it goes. With with fans or no fans? I think we may start no fans first. Okay. Just we'll like see. a slow. Slow burn. Yeah, well, I think the NBA will determine a lot of what's going to okay. happen because I think they have to go first. Yeah, I hope so. We'll see. Man, well, I appreciate this. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.